Hey everybody and welcome back to the Queen Q King podcast. Well, yes, y'all, I'm gonna do a little rebranding of my podcast a little bit. Um I feel that I need to do more like one on one interviews and that open up that I haven't guests on the show or whatnot. So that's is gonna happen, y'all. Um I have plenty of many, 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 many people that's gonna come on like um I have my family members that want to come on and want to um, do this with me. Some are married, some are not married. I have friends that want to come on and say they want to jump on here and do a little something with me, have a conversation. Um, I have even um, artists that want to come on and do something with me. Like I said, this um, rebranding a little bit of the show is more like a conversation. We're going to have this talking about sex, this talking about mental health, this talking about relations. So, y'all... Um, be on this ride with me, get ready, and I hope y'all enjoyed this. And like the saying goes, if nobody told you today that they love you, just know I love you. And yeah, purpose here with a capital H dot E dot R dot E. All right, y'all, I holla. Now what happened, man? Quick capping, man. You was there when I said I was gonna quit rapping, man. What I'ma do? You always get through, and you always say true. Three years you couldn't have felt alone. I stayed by you. All right, y'all. Yes, you just heard. His name is Kodak Ken, and he will be on today's show. Kodak Ken, I'm going to want to tell you, he is my spirit animal. He is my spirit animal. I found out about Kodak Ken. I don't know, like I said, told him, uh, you hear this interview. I don't know was it a picture or whatnot. He had his two middle fingers up, and he was just saying, like, he had a caption saying, TF saying the fuck. Like, I come, I overcome the world or something about overcoming the world and over and being this overcoming i was like oh yes oh yes i have to interview him so that will be our first guest on the show y'all hello 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 everyone and welcome back to the queen q king podcast well like i told everybody today we have kodak ken on the line say hello hey everybody hey and we are going to talk about a little bit about him, his music, and you know, my three favorite subjects, mental health, relationships, and sex. So, Kelly Ken, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a recording artist, and currently in Montgomery, Alabama, and I just released my first EP called Father Angel. It's on all platforms, so we want y'all to get a chance. You know, after the show, make sure y'all go check it out. Um, and each track on that was us with the seven daily fans, and it's more like a, a personal diary where I'm just, I never talked like this before, so people can go in-depth type of look at who I am, aside from, you know, just the stuff they see on social media. Okay, so tell us how did, how did you get into music? It's so crazy. Um... Music for me initially started as kind of like a fighting for respect type of thing because you know when you in elementary middle school or whatever all the boys used to beat on the desk you know they choke on people in little rap phrases or whatever and so me being like the little gay boy or whatever I got stuck a lot so it was like damn you know one day I want to go home 
to get them, you know, get them together real quick and let them know that I can do the same thing too, but it's better. And so I started doing that and it took off from there. I started battle rapping and competing in different competitions. And then after a while, I was like, well, I want to battle rap because I can make a good song. So I just started recording music probably like 2013 officially and just kept going from that point. But it's something I've always just loved. Like, I've always had some type of musical instrument in my hand for as long as I can remember. Okay. So, you say you got bullied a lot. So, tell us about the bullying. You know, because as black gay men, we always get, it's always some type of bullying that we overcome and face. So, tell me about that and how you overcame that. Um, first thing, really, I can say literally, and this is no lie, from every year of school, for as long as I can remember, this is down from first grade to kindergarten, I was physically in an altercation with another dude. So, it was from certain scenarios where I may be going down the hallway, get hit over my head with a book, or even took out a small stuff in the locker, locking us. But it was just always something that was degrading and embarrassing that for the most I didn't tell people, you know, some friends would see certain people, you know, nobody ever did anything. And that's what I kind of knew about my made the conscious decision. It's up to you. Like, you may not be able to beat everybody in a fist fight, but you, you will feel better if you at least stand up for yourself and like, hey, I'm not going to be somebody, I don't know, can we cuss on here? Yeah, you can cuss on here. Okay, so yeah, I'm not going to be nobody's punk ass bitch. So, no, you got to step up for yourself. And that's kind of how I do. Because seriously, this day, it's a lot of shit, which I'm actually dealing with a situation like that now. Where being gay gets you less respect, look out of the and people will just fuck around with your shit and treat you any type of way. So, now it's not more so dealing with it, it's how I react. It's like, I don't want to physically lay hands on anybody anymore because that's kind of like where I come from. But it's like, okay, let's handle this in a professional way. And then it's also dealing with bullying and stuff like that. You just have to protect your hands and make sure you keep good people around you who actually genuinely care about you. Not the friends that are just going to ride out and fight you at the club, but the friends who, hey, if you did get picked on the bully, let me hold you while you cry. You know, just a shoulder to cry on, stuff like that. I think it's just about... How you have the things and the people around you. But I say yes, I feel the same way about that because I don't know. Let's you know my I got bullied. Mm, let's talk about the bullying and all that. I got bullied, but then again, I was always the one that quiet one because I started the reason. That's why the reason I kind of started boxing is because I was bullied so much. I was bullied, but then again. I really was, I can't say my middle school years it was bullying, my high school years wasn't that bullying because that's when I came, I came, really truly came on out in high school and nobody never knew about my sexuality until me and the um, one trade boy got in a fight, physical fist fight and that was after school where, because I didn't talk to him or it was, it was a note or something they gave me that I never answered back and he started trying to, he, he called himself, try to, start a fight with me but then everybody found out I boxed because I beat him up so bad that um they called the police and luckily that I was looking so innocent at the time they was like oh you try to beat this boy up and I was just defending myself and 
that was that was me. But I ain't giving too many fist fights. Thank God for that. That's a blessing. And, and you know what's so crazy? Like, growing up when I talked to, because I got another friend who's he's from the Midwest, so it's a completely different way of living. Like, when he told me, like, oh, I've never been in a fight, to me, that was baffling. Not being in a fight, whatnot, that meant I just didn't know people could go around, like, without, not saying, like, you have to play somebody with you. I didn't know at that point in time that there's just other ways to handle, like, bullies and conversations. Because I don't know if you knew, it was, um, it was one campaign, I'm sorry. This the Get Better one, campaign? I had, that, yeah, oh no, my god, like, bully a bully campaign. The Get Better campaign? Because, hold on, yeah, it was Get Better, how old are you? I'm 26. Oh, cause I'm older than you. I'm 31. So it's that Get Better campaign bullshit. That's the one about the bullying. Ooh, wait, oof. I hated that campaign. And I still do hate that campaign to this day. First of all, that campaign made everybody soft-ass, bitch-ass punks. And it did, it, it did teach you better about... It get better about you being gay and all that. But at the same time, they didn't have... To me, and I'm on the side of representation of the black and brown gay community. It was enough black and brown people up there on that campaign. And I tell people all the time, you know, why they wasn't on that campaign? Because as a black and brown person, I said our struggles and fights are different from any other, I said any other group of people of color, I'm not saying color, uh, other minorities are not black and brown. I said, whether well, you Mexican, Indian, if you got brown, I said, you dark-skinned or even your melatonin are dark, is dark. I said, it's a whole different thing that come, uh, coming up. Like, you're like, you got fit, like, you got more physical, it's like you get more physical bully and more verbally emotional bully ever than other, like I said, other colors. And then in addition to that, because of your darker skin tone, nobody, as far as somebody who could do something, they're not really going to give a fuck, which is so crazy because I was talking to a friend that was like, do you think it's easier to be gay or do you think it's easier to be black? And I was like, it's, but he was like, it's hard. I was like, well, it's harder to be gay. Not like it's a choice, but it's harder being a black gay male. But then I said, well, not necessarily because if I was a white gay male, things probably would be completely different. Mhm. Privilege is called privilege. Being white anything white and gay is privilege. Anything black and gay, the only thing they think of us is that oh that hey girl hey and that all oh, we can do right. here and we can do this and we can do most of the stuff playing boy and then like I tell people I say, you know, you gotta I said I was it was taught by me about, you know, why Black gay men, I said, why, especially males, black gay males do fall into that stereotype because of slavery. And I was like, what? It was like, yeah, you know, back in the day when they castrated male, the males still work. But depending on the male's body part and ever, they had a whole house. I said, the whole house, they said, yeah, the whole house was painted red for the reason of that being the whole house. They said, you know, the slave masters that were into, that were, that were homosexual, didn't want to say, or this, that. And they say it's one slave master that had a whole house. That had a whole house full of men, and some of the men will perform, um, be in drag and perform woman acts on um, the white slave masters. Some of them will be, um, oh, what you call them, dogs? That the uh, uh, 
that do um the mill dogs that do whatever they do they will fuck the um the slave the slave owners um they I said they will be there they will just be there and do that and I was like what and I was like yeah that's why you get so many fanboy um black gay men because of that because of that history and I never knew back in the day about a, a whole house until like I said with some people some elders that taught me that it was like yeah it was like it was a house in Louisiana called the Brett House I said it's not it's like it's not really spoken of because they feel as um. That history is a bad part of history because you equating black and gay and in the same parts and it was like no 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 but that's why you get so many flamboyant and I like I said I didn't I didn't really when they told me the story and it would got to me now that I see why that we get so many flamboyant and why everybody go to that stereotype of this is what the a, a black brother was supposed to be gay brother was supposed to be. It's always some type of stereotype that they want to force on people without actually getting to know them. But on the flip side, one stereotype I wish that a lot of people understand this goes to just all type of gay people, they black, white, Asian, whatever. Gay people are still men, and it's not like we're just going to take the land down. I think that's more so the issue I have with other, which is crazy because I have more heterosexual male friends and female friends but they know it's a respect thing I wish everybody else could get this to like they know good and well if you know you say certain things to me it's not gonna fly I think I don't know it's the bullying it comes with like I don't know it's just a deal respect thing but they know I'm not even if I was why I think they still have to have respect so it just takes a level of one intelligence and just being mature to handle those stuff Yes. With all I got. But I say yes because my friends are mixed. I got gay friends. I got straight friends. And all my straight friends know that I don't want them. If you wasn't part of my team, I don't want you. This like, this like now, I feel like um, they are, they're not, this agenda of being gay and everything, I said they're not pushing for us. I said that's a white agenda. That's not a black and brown people agenda. First off. And second off, I said, you know, it's an old saying, if you eat a lot of candy, that you're going to get sick. So if you just give them a little piece of candy, let them savor the taste, if they like it, they come back for more. They're not doing that. They're making America sick. They're making America sick with that. And that's why you get like you, get like you, like you got a lot of heterosexual friends and the gay men where we can't as gay people fellowship and be in the community where we can be each other's friends and all that. Cause just like I was telling my best friend, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm about to interview this rapper. He's like, oh, you know the rapper? I said, you know, I was, I said, you know, the time I got shot, um, I think I said, I never heard his music until I started, um, I looked at the one picture. I don't. I think he was playing around with some friends. He was holding up middle. Uh, two. You had a. You hold up two middle fingers, and the caption said, "The fuck, I overcome anything and everything." And I said, "That right there, that's me." I said, "By curiosity, I'm about to live my." I said, and "Then I started listening to your music. I was like, I'm by curiosity about to live my life through him." So when I wrote you that night, yeah, when I wrote you that night, I saw tearing up. I said, "Okay, I'm right him." I just want to tell him thank you. For being him and keep on doing him, I think I'm a supporter because I, I love your music. 
and I did that, and your story had touched me too, because like it's odd because when you sent it, it came at the right time. Like it was, I figured it off camera, but well, off audio, but that it came right at the right time. But yeah, I was like, I, I have to, I was like, I have to, and I was like, anything, and every, I was like, anything I do, I was like, I really wanted, when I did start this podcast, wanted to interview interview you then, then I was like, nah, nah, let me, I said, let me start a little couple of episodes by myself, but then, when I started opening up my friends and everything, I was like, oh yeah, you about to be the first one on the books. So, let's talk about, I got three of my, your, my favorite songs of yours. On the computer, okay. and we're going to talk about. We're going to do a little snippet. So the first one, tell us about bad for now. I'm going to play in the background while you're talking. It's on low enough. Okay. Okay. And which song you say bad now? Mm-hmm. Um. Let me see. Bad now is an EDM record. It's produced by Black Rose Beat and. When I was writing it, it was like I wanted to limit myself on cursing. I knew it was um, it was something different for me, and it worked real well. But I wanted to like something different that was kind of uplifting and still show that we give it what I can dust them off. But um, what can I say? It's just it's bad now. It's the last song on the project because it talks about where I am today. Not like I'm a bad person or I'm doing bad, but I just have a different mindset, like. You can't worry about what these people think. I'm sure they're going to piss you off, but you just got to keep it moving, keep striving to have, like, this fabulous life. And fabulous life may not, to some people, it may not be having a million dollars. It could just simply keep being happy. You know, like, who on not you say that you you bad and not like you? You don't have to pick a place in which you work for you. Because I was dealing with a lot of depression. Um, and the biggest piece of my life, when I had broke my leg, it was like in three places. So I had a lot of metal to that. And so a lot of people were like, okay, well, it's pretty much known as far as like rapping and modeling and stuff like this. So I put out band out on my birthday last year. So I said, this year, I'm going to keep pushing and do everything that, that I can do just to make a point that you can never count nobody out. Because they are underdogs, because the underdog always shows up and shows the fuck out. Okay, okay. Why? Look, it's going to repeat itself. Okay. So, let's talk about Red Snapper. So, what made you write Red? What's the the reason behind Red Snapper? Okay. Okay, Red Snapper is produced by my producer, G-Man, which he produced a whole lot of shit for Um, Red Snapper video is supposed to be coming out today, but it's some issues with that. But, um, the reason behind Red Snapper is, that was my nickname, I want to say when I turned 18. It's like when I was 17 and y'all, I was talking to this dude in my neighborhood. And my nickname was Shellface because I was underage and he was older, whatever. So, Red Snapper is it's sexual, but it's also a mindset. Like, anybody can be Red Snapper because it's basically about I'm not going to get played. I'm going to play these niggas before they play me. Like, it's 
somebody, it was so funny because somebody was like, um, what's like somebody else asking me about it. I think it's kind of like a first family. Like, it's kind of sad when you really pay attention to what, how I'm talking in there, but it's like, it's a fun song at the same time where you feel like I'm not like I'm gonna work on get my money up. And it's kind of a nice little hand fuck love. But I say yes, this is when I heard the song, I was like, This is a twerp song and all that. Then I when I started hearing the lyrics, I said, Nah, he I said, Nah, he finessing. <laughs> I said, I said, Nah, he finessing. I said, Nah, and my favorite line is, Um, a quarter in your tank. I said, Oh, hold on, see, I'll be all my little notes. See, I said, I wish the lyrics would pop up on my thing. I had that first where my oh, computer could dictate. Gas, gas for your lungs and according to your thing. Baby, I said, come on. <laughs> when I heard that line, I said, come on, talking to the broke nigga. <laughs> Do you hear me? I always want to smoke weed. I always want to mess up with all my friends and homeboys and stuff. But here you are. You riding on the with your thing. Like, get your with this together. Y- yes. I was like, you know, I said, that touched my heart right there. I touched my heart when he said that. I was like, you know, I said, you know how many people I said every time they would, oh, I got to do something for you. What that mean? You don't, what does it mean? You know what it mean. Then, my next favorite one is, what's behind dripping? Okay, dripping. That is so crap. You know, and thank you because for the longest Scorpio, I already know, you know, I already. So, Catch Fire is about a Scorpio. The actual project is about a Scorpio song. But you know what? I ain't got your feelings towards them, just that one in particular. So, um, Drippin' actually was about that Scorpio, and it, um, it was just like I wanted to do a freaky ass song. So, I was just, because I had one song called Kiss the Dick with like years ago, and everybody was like, oh my god, they looked, I was like, y'all look, come on, I said, hey, people are a little something different. And when she made this beat, I was like, this shit is ugly. Yes, I when I heard the song, I said at first I had listened to it about three times because I'm a person when I listen to the song, I'm listening to the beat, and then I'm listening to the person actual lyrics and everything. I said this is kind of freaky. I said, hold on, I gotta ask about this. I was like, is he having a menage a or and then I'm happy that you said you broke it down. It's like there's two people. One, I was like, okay, okay, now I understand. I'm like, this is who having a menage a trois. Hold on. You know, it should maybe was going to be like that because there was about a couple who propositioned me to be in some type of thing like that. But I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think they ready for that. I had to say that for another project. Okay, cause baby, I was like, oh, I was like, I, I was like, and then I and my one friend, 
She was like, Quincy, you would like that song because she, I, I have told everybody about the album and they've been streaming it and listening oh, to it. You. you know, I got to support, like I told everybody, we got to support our artists, our, our, still our people and our artists, especially, I said, being black and gay, I said, really support because, you know, we're trying to hit mainstream and have the people like our music. I got like I said, that's my top three now. My up uh, now, if I were to rank all the songs from my least favorite to my favorite, I want to see. I got the foul. Can I pull up the foul? I pull this piece of foul. I like um, Sugar Baby. That's to be next. I'll be fourth. Then I am all. That just went off. I am him. That'll be my next one. I said Sugar Bear already. Where is? I said don't mind me. I just I don't usually work with the the Mac too often. That's all right. So oh yeah, so let's go to your YouTube. Video, so I got a question about the whole sugar daddy thing because I was like, Oh, baby, oh, yeah. oh baby, <laughs> I said, Baby, I yeah. like you, like a sick. I said, Let's let's talk about that. Do you talk about could you? I said, That's so hold on, let's talk about sex work. Period. So, have you done sex work? Uh, okay, and I'm you know what, you perfect. But you, you on me, you on me, because you know my favorite person is in the co. So you know, okay, so we're on the same. Hey. We are right, we're right, right, the right, 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 baby. I said I don't, I don't like now. Like okay, so like it's go to my. I, I, I was gonna do this on my YouTube page of my shooting story, but I was like you know the night after, the night I got shot, the night, the night, well the day, well the day afterward, I found out that my ex, he cheated on me. That same night, and I I laugh and I laugh so hard. Somebody's like, "Oh, why you laughing so hard?" I said, "Because you know, I said my ex is older than me, and I was like, I'm gonna show you a good finesse game now. Like the since I'm in this bed now, and how you talk to me after I said, you know, we're gonna break up and everything. And he was like, you know what? I'm gonna give you this. I said, I'm gonna show you. I said, I'm gonna show people how to really do it because my actually." 
He my second. Well, I ain't gonna say he my sugar daddy, really. Well, now he is a little bit. But my first sugar daddy. Oh, I ain't no problem with that. But look, my first sugar daddy. I had baby. When I tell you, I drink to him dry. People even propose to me. The ring that he proposed to me with, I pawned that. I was like, oh, go to the pawn shop. Look, let me tell you. Funny story. I ain't no woman. Um, it you know, sometimes, I mean, let me say, I ain't gonna drag them. It depends on the intentions. If you come just trying to work with my time stuff, you're gonna drag me back, and you're not even gonna be just this one dude who, he had, you know, a lot of stuff going on, all stuff, and I just used to be able to keep me up looking at it or whatever. But he had gave me the ring, and this was trying to come out, pose and stuff, or whatever, and then I went and got the bitch first, and it was, it was a real, but it was just. The kicker was my friend had like the same ring because he was like a jeweler. So it was like, it wasn't that expensive, but what pissed me off, not about the price, was one of my friends had this second ring from you. So when it comes to the whole rings and stuff like the sitting rear snapper, we have to know spiritual and then uh, horse strong characters like niggas can keep that. Yes. So. I know your whole the whole fallen angel now is about a person, an ex. Was it is it ex that that song some of the songs derived from? Um, you know, I'm gonna give you a a rundown of it. It's it's that person's not even technically an ex. Honestly, um, it's a real messy, speaking situation. Um, so in the beginning, you know, you enter with I am kind of just like where I am today, and you know, I come through all this other bullshit. Then you go to fade it, where you kind of looking back from the past, like what's all this stuff that kind of leads you down the wrong path? Then they on your catch fire, which is about them. Which, if you pay attention and catch fire, you'll kind of get like how I'm wording certain things with like how was it get Um and then you go over that I'm in the whole phase, but I'm really not hoeing. Then dripping and sugar baby and then I'll be bad now. So a lot of I'ma say the entire pro- he inspired the project as to the point where he put me in a mood that led me in certain situations to make music about certain experiences. I went to say it's about them in that way, but it's not like I ain't went in how I was supposed to do it. It was going to be about them. So I'm just going to get them this little one song. I don't go in with this really nobody from Peter until we re-release the project in a couple of months. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, um, I haven't, let's see, I ain't going to lie, I, I have skipped over a couple of other songs because some of them, I didn't understand. Somebody didn't understand. Then I was like, when I do this, I was like, okay, let me ask and see the body of work if it's a person or not. So then I can go back and listen and go, oh, okay, I understand. I mean, it's Faded too. That's one of my the in my top. Well, you only got you only got seven songs. That's my top there. Faded is my yeah. top there too. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I
Because I've seen all the I videos. Just want it to be good overall. Overall, the project is to me. Honestly, I think the project is great to me because it went it go through. First of all, it's relatable in the fact that you can put this mainstream. You can push this to be something mainstream that um, people straight, gay, whatever will listen to. And the fact that it's some good music. It's some good music that I, I can hear the pumping at clubs that people can dance to. People will listen. People will get, get a good vibe to this. Yes, and then yeah, YouTube be getting me because I'll be like, I said, I had to ask, I had to ask that you crack me up if you look on one of my pages tomorrow. Somebody would ask him, like, who this guy in the middle of talking about, I'm good for going in. I was like, I was like, that's Kodak Ken. I said, go to his YouTube page and look at the stuff. And they'd be like, oh my goodness, he is so funny, or he is just so. He's like, oh my stuff, but like, definitely, thank you, Quincy, definitely for turning me on to him. I said, of course. I say, I won't turn nobody on to anybody that I feel ain't nothing. Then I said, I told you, y'all, he's my spirit animal. I said, that is me in a whole different life, in a whole different light. Your mom had me again. I said, that would be me. Kodak King, I said, I promise you, that would be me right there. Well, I appreciate that because I promise you, your story actually, when they told me I couldn't. Do what I'm trying to do. You implied me because, like, honestly, I was about to be in the same type of situation where I didn't handle it nearly as well as you. So you're a strong ass person. Well, you know, I tell people every day. I try. I was like when I laid on the ground and I put my hand up and. Everybody said you think about everybody else but yourself in the ground. I said because I was like, you know what. I say personally these days there's not enough enough love. There's not enough people showing love showing love to others. And then I said the fact that I was like, um it's that old saying that people go, you know what? If like especially at the job, they're like, you know what, if you um if you ever got fired from this job or leave this job or whatever it's gonna go on a la la la. I was like, yeah, it's true that the job is gonna go on, but the impact that I made on the job or I made on the people, I said it's gonna call a catalyst to do a lot of change. And I was like, that's how I feel people in the world doing that. And I, I, I told them, I was like, that night I was prepared. I was already prepared myself to die. I ain't going to lie to nobody. When the ambulance people and all them um, came and got me, when I was talking to the sergeant, I even told the sergeant, I was like, if you'll get contact with my mother, whatever, or anybody, I was like, if I die on this table, just know, thank y'all for doing what y'all do. But I just want, I was like, I just want it. Um, I was like, um, I said, thank y'all, do y'all do. But I was like, but I just want, I just want y'all to know when they call mom, and mom said yes, they can give me some blood. That's when I fell asleep. When I woke up, I just see my family, and I was like, you know what? I, I told myself, I said, after all this, I said I'm gonna start doing anything, everything I do. I said whether it's a podcast, whether it's something, and I said I'm gonna show people fellowship. I'm gonna show, especially the black gay community, that we need fellowship. I don't I'm gonna show people that. You know, I'm all for your team. I was like, I might not even know you from here nor there, but I'm saying I'm I'm love you unconditionally, and I'm gonna promote you. I said I'm gonna make sure that prosperity. I speak nothing but good in things and prosperity in the air, and let it come down your way and be a blessing 
to do bigger or better. Then I said, then you're going to do the same thing for somebody else. I said, eventually you'll come back to me. And when it come back to me, I said, going to come back to you seven folds. And I said, and I thank you. I'm going to put it back in the air once again. Right. And the start, and it's like we can start. Another thing, most different. Don't let any of these people discourage you or discard it. Like, you have a beautiful spirit. And I'm going to tell you, what you about to embark on, it's going to be some naysayers. You're going to find out friends, ain't your friends. Just a lot of stuff that's going to piss you out. But promise me that you will keep that shit moving. Like, push through. I don't care who turn their back to what. You keep doing you. Oh, uh, of course that. Oh, of course that. I have. It has already started when i moved back when i moved back here to my home state of ohio and a lot of my family members were saying oh this is that and like one of my family members said well you could come and visit me at my house or whatever i said how am i gonna visit you at your house when you don't got a wheel your well, house is not wheelchair accessible and i said who in your house is going to pick me up or like help me like i said pick my wheelchair up to get on your porch or even get on the stairs I said, girl, bye, girl, bye. I said, girl, bye. That was my first. That was my. That was my first trial of that. And I was like, okay, I see many more of this coming up. And uh, uh. Losing. But yes, I have told many people about you, and like I said, you are my spirit animal. Cause they, like, I don't even know about the whole um. When I heard about your leg, you broke, you broke. I said, oh, man. I said, that is so. I said, but look at you. I said, you walking down, you modeling still. You doing your music thing. I was like, look. You should be good, man. This is like. I said, that was a long minute ago. No, it was a song. It was a, um, one of the YouTube videos that you talked about it. It was a brief. It was a brief moment when you talked about it. But you uh, talked about it a little bit. Yeah, because that was a long, dark road that I was out. Like, it was... People look... Because when I... Because I feel like with a lot of friends during that time, they was like, well, you just broke your leg. They looked at so simple. But I was like, one, y'all, I didn't tell you how I broke my leg. Y'all didn't know certain things I had to go through. Like, I never went to physical therapy. So I never had somebody teach me how to walk again. I had to do it on my own. So when people was just... It was a lot. Because honestly, I was going to be in a really fucked situation. And the, that's the thing was, like, you thank them people when they came, but I told them people to let me bleed out and die at the time. Like, I was in a dark, dark space. So when you told me your story, I was like, damn, now, if he can put a smile on his face and keep pushing, you got to get your fire and stuff and put your big boy drawers on and wipe your tears off, and you got to keep it moving, too. So it's the two-way street. You my spirit animal, too. So we both got to do it and kill these children. Right. Oh, thank you so much. You know, look, look, I told somebody, I said, look. Yeah, I was going to tell you that off camera, but I said, I didn't want to get it lost in the audio, but I was like, you, you know, get, I'm look, I told you. I told you this is a conversation. This is a smooth, easy conversation. Like I said, we went through. I told her about. I said, I'm gonna hit on the sex part. I said I'm gonna hit on the mental health. I said, well, this is your part. I look and said, if you know, they want to talk about. I said we get on a relationship. We get on a relationship. I said, but this is a smooth, easy old conversation. You know. I said because your boy don't care, and I said I'll be cussing on here too. I said, fuck that shit. Oh, that was the first time. I was like, I need, I should have asked you before this. I am like, I curse a lot and sometimes I don't be knowing this whole thing. Oh, I curse. Like, you're not letting me 
Oh no, you walk look look I look I curse on here too cause it be some shit. Like um uh, one time Did you hear me? Well one time someone was like uh especially um content writing and they heard they was like, Oh, we heard you had a podcast, whatever with one of the little um little kids that I content write for the most like, Oh my goodness, your mouth is just so nasty, so filthy. Where you get that from? They were like, as the, I thought, as a gay man, that you won't talk like that. I said, what? I said, shit. That's funny, man. Shit, right. I said, that's shit. You, that's 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 right. I said, right. I said, let me tell you. Let me tell you what about the time I used to strip, baby. And I said, I was cussing out people. And I, I said, while I was stripping, and I was cussing out the people was dan- while we're dancing, cussing them out. I said, fuck all y'all, but I used to, baby, they used to give me a mic and said, I ain't even gonna dance today. Today, I'm gonna talk about y'all. I said, y'all, this is some fucking bullshit. Give it once. I said, we don't sell washy tins. I said, you can at least give Abraham, he at least free the slaves. I mean, come on. Angie, Franklin, something. I, I said, the fuck? I said, I would get on the stage every day and cuss until I get, I said, until we get the tipsy. We deserve. I said, y'all some. I said, y'all some old white men that got money. All y'all looking at some of us is think we gonna prostitute. I said, some of them are prostituting. I said, but not me. I said, I will never. I said, only thing y'all will see me do take on my clothes and do whatever. But I said, I will be a cowboy. And and someone asked with the cowboy. I said, cowboy, you got call for different things. But the setup is with all that. We don't do no sexual favors, and we're just there for an item like going to the di- like going to different balls or dinners or just playing yeah, the rug or something the fake. Like you just want some arm candy, yeah. Well, escorting is um that's prostituting too. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. No, I didn't know. I didn't know that either until somebody from the sex industry was explaining the difference between. Um, they was hooking me. That's I had my first cowboy job with this white man. He bought the tux and everything. He had the tux and everything sent to the strip club. Cause at first he was gonna send it to my house, like no, send it to strip club, and I go from there. That night I didn't dance. I went to this fabulous dinner, and it was color sex work. She's like, no, an escort and a prostitute, same thing. They gotta do that. I said, call, but it's a curse that call. Oh no, it's a lot of things that you gotta set up, and you don't do no sex. If you do anything sexually, then you go to the escort and thing. That's why I go call boy, call person, escort prostitute. I said, oh. You know what? Yeah, that's beautiful how you brought that down. Because prostitutes, you know, y'all just going to get smashed. Yes, for this 50 50 combo, we ain't busting nothing down. So, yeah, I was, they, come on with it. Y'all learn something new every fucking day. And what? I just see it. Baby, when I tell you, I strip, because people say, oh my goodness, I didn't, I won't believe that you strip because you're so smart. Let me tell you, I said, I was a man always by my money. I said, I strip, I walked at the car center fixing cable. I said, because I do got a electronic background, a computer background. So I said, I was fixing internet. Um, at the time, it was Cox Communication, aka Comcast. Now, I was on, I said, I was doing that and going to school. I was like, oh no. And then I said, the calling didn't start until I met, and she still do porn. Her name, what's her porn name now? She got some, and she um, beats her skin and everything. I think it's not the big thing. It's, oh, it's Berries. That her new porn name now is called Berries. 
and she got me up on game. She was like, you know, you could, you better than um the stripping game. You could do more than that. I was like, nah, because at first they didn't let, I started stripping at 18, and they didn't really. Okay, everybody, and welcome back. We still have Kodak Ken on the line, and we are going to talk about relationships. Well, no, let's talk about sex because, you know, sex is a great topic. Relationships can come next. So, when it comes to sex, what do you... Oh, let's see. How am I saying this question? No, okay, let's talk about sex. So, you're still in your 20s. So, so between... Let's talk about between your early teens and now up to now how has your sexual experience been oh okay you always you ask some good ass questions that ain't nobody asked me before so well, I, I ain't gonna lie to you when I was younger I wish I told people with people find out I believe that I had lots of things but literally if somebody told me I was attractive I probably would go have to them and it was like I was fucking for the sake of fucking I'm going to say six did not get good. I'm 26 now. Last time I had six, honestly, it sounds crazy, it was 21. I thought I had six or five years. Six probably didn't get good until I was like 20. And I had been having six since I was 15. So I said like five years in, cool, we finna stop fucking for the sake of fucking and like fuck for the sake of pleasure. But, you know, it's all about finding the other person that you that chemistry with. So... You still got, you still in your twenties. You don't get saying you and you stop. So we really ain't. A, you really, so you really ain't really experienced it yet because you know my grandma and I go and I go relate to my great grandma statement and I guess when I heard is one comedian say it was like in your twenties between twenty and twenty four. You think your shit was 14 karat bling and bling and flinging around. And I ain't going to say fling around, but you think your shit was like that. I said, baby, my shit was like that because I ain't going to lie. As I wasn't, I was dating at the time, so I can never say that. I I dated up until I was about 24 to my second. And we was in a relationship for two, no, three years before... I started my um, one night stand face and all that. I never did friends with Benefit because I said that was too messy. And I don't like, and till to this day, I will never do no friends with Benefits. I go, my, I said, you can be an encounter, but never a friend with Benefits. Never a friend with Benefits. But, baby, sex was good that way, but then again, like I said, I was being a Scorpio. I'm a freak, so you know, I didn't, I didn't have sex with a train. Oh, that was. And that's why I'm praying to God now send me a trans man over to me. Because, baby, 
That was my first time getting dicked down. I want me a transfer. That was my first time getting dicked down with some plastic. I sell plastic is fantastic. <laughs> I ain't made it whatever works. But it's just, I got to find something that does work, too. That, it, it, it worked. So many, it, it worked. It don't got to cut. I have some students that be trying to holler at me. And I say, you know what? One day, I'm going to get one of them the time of day. Because I said, some of these niggas ain't shit. So maybe I need to try something. I don't know. You need to try one. You need, I, I see, I never miss with uh, a cis gender woman the cisgender woman that that's a that's a stud. I I went I went over to the the trans man. I said, baby. I said this was like because like well, I lost my virginity to two girls when I was fourteen. I didn't lose my virginity to a man till I was sixteen. And then that's my first die in front of my face when I was eighteen. So that was that was what one try to thing for me. Then my next try to thing when I got stabbed with well, my first actually try to thing when I got stabbed with used needle and contracted HIV and I had to carry this burden up. I ain't gonna say uh, it's a it is a burden a little bit. I have HIV and t- I had to tell all my partners like, hey, I got HIV. Not a lot. Then we had to spend it to them. But like I tell everybody with HIV, I said I was pulled. I thought was, my pool game was even worse, was even better when I was an adult. And I said I had no problem. I said I had no problem with pulling them. But baby, I said my first trans man turned me out. And I said, baby, only at the time, I say only if I didn't, I was, I, if I wasn't in my stages, let me still try to mess around on the spirit man to see what I like. Like, I tried, I had sex with a trans woman. Mm-mm. Only reason why it didn't work out, because like I told that person, I said, you still got a dick. And I think you a chick with a dick. And I'm a gay man. And uh-huh. this is not, mm-mm. Yeah. Hey, but let me pick back on something real quick because I had an experience like that and I don't know what it is about certain trans. I don't know if it's the hormones or whatever but they don't take rejection very easily so it was like a combative situation but it's like if I'm not interested how can you get mad at me and did y'all turn out to be the biggest bully so certain types of people I stay away from. I know some people are like, oh, this sounds stupid, but uh-uh. I don't have time for the drama or the attitude because I can't with one of my own. Right. Right, right. So, how many, let's see, so, partner-wise, so let's go to the top 10 partners. As your top 10 partners, and you can say, like, each, by what, at the top 10 partner, what do they do Sexual to you that that you like that has made you go oh my goodness you know I will go back I like I will go back. Uh, thing it's not even the top thing I can give you a top two. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it has to be one like a, a event. Let me put it like that. It, this can't be something like I'm just gonna run in the store real quick to go one item and go like this needs to be something that lasts for regardless of what before we do or who in whatever position it needs to be like hours upon hours like that's why I tell people if I'm finna sit down and fuck with somebody like we probably finna fuck if we both off that day it leaves 
three to four times, and each of them times is going to have to be like time, time. Like, we're Come not on. just going to do seven minutes or whatever. And it's not even like, yeah, we're going to have a full performance, and if you defeated the first round, you may need to go multiple rounds the first hour or however you do it. But I just got to be fair. If I haven't. Granted, I hate to be sweated on, but I need to work a switch. Well, you better say that. You better. That's my type of fucking. That's my type of fucking hour, baby. Because that's like me. That's like, I cannot just do no seven. I need, I need, I said my arm minimum need to be 45 minutes. The maximum right. could be. Said, I'll let you slide with 30 if you're getting back up. Right. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> So what's your favorite section? What's your favorite position? That's so crazy because everybody says I'm so boring for this, but I'm a stickler for missionary if it's with the right person. That's the best. Look, the basic is the best sometimes. Shit. Do you hear me? Because I was like, missionary is just regardless. It's just the best position. Like, even if I'm tired with dog style, I said, bitch, if a nigga always switching a dog style, I feel like you think your face is ugly. So I ain't never just... Mm-mm. Ain't nobody in no doggy style. Ain't nobody. Well, maybe whatever, depending on the day. But as far as position wise, missionary. All that. So in the bedroom, do you? So what are you? Are you a top versus or bottom? Or in the bedroom, wherever it goes, uh, wherever it goes. Yeah, that's honestly it. Wherever it goes, wherever it goes. It really just depends on the partner. Cause some partners not being funny, I couldn't ever see them climb in my bed. So automatically, I'm gonna have to put them. And other people is like, you kind of too hard. Cause I would hate a hard looking ass bottom. So you gonna have to top type of thing. It just first is a mental thing. Would be like, how is how is this gonna work? Who's gonna do what? But then if it just leads this way, that I still having to fuck a hard ass bottom, cool. But it just wasn't my intention. It just go with the flow type of thing. What you on like a masculine bottom? You know, that's the new thing I, now. I think they are so fucking. They, they you know, talk about this shit. But I think this shit is scary as fuck. Like a hard ass bottom. Like, I ain't even talking about like muscle wise. Just like overly aggressive. Like goals in your mouth. You prison. Tattoo in the head. Nah, that's scary as fuck. Like, bitch, I'm just like, what's that? What you. <laughs> too much aggression in that um, ribby. It's like, uh uh-uh. uh. You don't like that. That's a you. You know that's a new thing now. You get the feminine tops and the masculine bottles, which I said I'm happy because they're breaking that whole mask or mask thing. Like, oh, I'm a masculine yeah. person. I want. I said, what the fuck? Well, first of all, you a gay man, so I said there's gonna be some type of femininity somewhere, somewhere. Right. Thank you. And so, if it's not, you just have to hide yourself or whatever. Like this is just so. That's why I say no face, no face. I was like, y'all, don't nobody want to y'all anyway. You ought to be. But don't get me started on that. But I deal with a feminine top, but the masculine bottom is just like I have a very aggressive attitude, and sometimes I can give bitch ways. So if you're a bitch and you're aggressive too, I feel like we just gonna have a all Like it's gonna be button heads that all the time. So it's like mm, I rather deal with a feminine top who's not gonna do all that arguing and go about his fucking business and have feminine ways. Then a, a bottom who's just going to be aggressive and angry and crazier than normal. So I don't, I, I don't know because I like. I like. I don't know because I like. I don't know. I like. I, I like the new thing of having because me being versed, you know, I don't really care. But I like. I don't know. I, I will try a, a masculine bottom just to see how it works. 
because they already shown that, uh, 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 but you get a bad room. Uh, yes, daddy. And, uh, right. Come on, baby. Come on uh, with it. A, a persona type thing. Because the greatest thing is one of my friends up with this was that. It's like, you just a hard ass bottom. That's why you can't tell. I'm like, why? I don't think I'm just this hard, overly aggressive person. Like, what y'all think I'm describing. Like, I don't, I would have to show somebody, like, what I'm talking about about hard bottom. It's just, Mm-hmm. No, like you just gotta look at it. Like I feel like their attitudes be jacked. That's all thing. You know, sexually maybe that's cool, but just attitude wise, the ones I've seen. Don't get me wrong, it's the one fine ass one down here all my life. But his attitude is so jacked, and he's just a straight hoe. So it's just like as well. The female bottom line thing, like they attitudes off of Twitter, and they kind of ride for their niggas. But the masculine one. I don't know, but see, that's okay. So let me ask you so Have you ever been with somebody who was bisexual? Mm-hmm. See, that to me, it's like, because I was, I had dated somebody bisexual and they cheated on me and had a child. So that dynamic of a relationship is something completely different. Mm. Oh, yes, it is. It is. Oh, it is. Definitely, it is. When I first, my first, my, and that's what I never, like I said, I never I dated nobody deal. I never dated a trade before. I never messed with a trade. But I said my first person that even in that realm was a dude, I'm calling Roscoe. So Roscoe was bisexual. And he would tell his girlfriend, like, I'm bisexual. And his girlfriend, that was the first time I ever said a woman accepted a, a cis. Although I'm trying to use these pronouns, but you know, a cisgender woman that said, "Okay, I accept your lifestyle or whatever," and this immediately I found a person. So she knew. I talked. I never seen her in person, but she knew of me. And I said, "Okay." He had two girls, and I thought it was weird. I don't. I'm the one that broke it off. Cause I told him, I said, "This is weird because you got a whole family, and you still." I mean, messing with the, I said, you still messing with the pussy. I said, ain't nothing wrong with, the, ain't nothing wrong with that. And I'm, I ain't saying I mess with the pussy, but you can't come back to me. And luckily that I was talking him, cause I wasn't gonna let him talk me. I said, oh no, that's a no no, cause you putting your dicky in that. And, yeah. Uh-uh. And see, that's the thing. That's why I never. I, that's why I never. If you can't accept me in the public, we can't go to no public places. Especially like, uh, um, I'm a person that I gotta take around my family, all that. And uh, uh-uh, if I can't do all that, oh no. There's no reason for us to date, talk, or whatever. Oh no. Oh no. So let's see. What has been? Let's see. Let's talk about. 
Oh, see, what's the next question? So, a sexual experience. What have been the best sexual experience, like physical sexual experience, like ass eating out or dick getting sucked? First got picked up in the air. Woo, baby. When I tell you that first, when I tell you, he said, Sue Super said, whoop. I said, what the hell? I said, oh, Lord. I said, Lord, don't make, I said, I told her, I said, don't, you, don't, don't make you fall. He said, I ain't going to make you fall. You too light for that. He's like, I want to see the ad jiggle in the air. And he said, boop, boop, boop. I said, oh, that's what it felt like. I said, oh, Lord Jesus. I said, Lord Jesus, said Lord Jesus. I said, this is what it is. And then when he let me back down, matter of fact, you know, like one of the bar stools, he sent me back. He sent me back down on the bar stool. Still had my legs in the air. Then he was. Did he jack me off, or did I jack myself off? No, he jacked me off, and he was like, and he was just like with my ears. I forgot who he was. He was Hispanic. You know what? That's why I was gonna say because the only time I have ever been picked up that I can remember and then actually enjoying because you know everybody don't whatever. It was a Caribbean dude. And I was like, I was finna ask like, what was his ethnicity? He was Spanish. Yeah. And then with that Spanish in my ears, the baby. If I never had a climax like that in my life, and then I started, and we was. On the phase of, of the phase of we was gonna be boyfriends and all that, but somebody um well I ain't gonna say we, we was exclusively talk we was exclusively talking that like, let's talk as boyfriend because we told each other let's talk to other folks you know we just gonna talk and though I'm talking to somebody else and you know that I'm the only you the only person that I'm gonna have I'm having relationship relationships with I was like okay that's fine. That is perfectly fine. And someone said, well, I said friends for benefit. I said, we were never friends. We was talking. I said, what was the friendship? I said, we right. didn't go. I said, we didn't go out there. I said, we went out there. I said, we went out and took me out. He said, he took me out on dates. Um, we chill. I said, we never. I said, we did nothing friend. I said, we did nothing friendly. I said, we did nothing friendly or or a level of let's talk as. I don't know. We was talking as let's get together. People don't be understanding that it's all in the body language of what you actually say out your mouth. I tell you, it works hand in hand. Right. 
right? I, I was like, oh, no, we was, I said, no, we was talking. I said, we was talking. I said, on this ride back, we ain't going no further because he, the person who I was talking to, that um, they had a better month game than me. He said, because I said, once he started actually dating them, he told, actually, I got to meet the boyfriend. And the boyfriend like, oh, this is Quincy. We had a threesome. I ain't going to lie. Like I said, I'm a freak. And I said, we're going to do some things. I said, let's do something. And the boyfriend was like, oh, I see why. His sex is good. I said, baby. I said, well, all we did, let's, I said, let's just, I said, let's, let's all jack off and talk. And this, this is all jack off. And all we did, all they was jack off with them and talk. I said, you know, I want you to, I said, hold on, sit your boyfriend. I want you to touch on him and we say some words to me. That was the best experience too. That was the best. That was the best nut I ever had. And I was, I was like, oh, I can physically. And I was asking, telling myself, oh my goodness, I don't have to physically touch nobody to get a good nut. I mean, doing that by myself, I already knew jacking up by myself. I was getting my good nuts. Cause I tell everybody, if you can't jack up by yourself and have a good climax, then I say, whenever you do have a good nut with somebody, I say they're gonna tag your climax, and every time that. You go to somebody else, you're going to try to reach that same climax as the, first, the person that you gave your first good nut to. True. And, and that's why. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm not finding the right person with the right chemistry. Because that's why I was like, honestly, that's why I ain't just jumped out here and started saying, like, I have people, I'm not, like I said, I'm talking to, like, a few people that I'm interested in, but until I'm, like, in a relationship with somebody I can stand. And I know our chemistry, because body chemistry is a lie. Because mm -hmm. the time that I almost like, you know, or did cream or whatever, I had to genuinely like that person because we broke up and we had sex and it was like, okay, this is trash. I don't need to do it. I was devil tripping off of Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And the whole creamy thing, ugh, I don't, let me tell you, I don't like that. To me, creamy is like painting. When I first seen it in the porn, I was like, oh, my goodness. And I tell all my peoples, if I even do that, somebody's, my my current ex said I have done that before. And I said, oh, I have. And I said, thank you for not, thank you for not telling me. Because if you told me, we would have stopped. A friend of mine said the same thing. He said, it just looked like a discharge. So I'm going to tell you, if your ex said that you did it and you didn't know it, he lied. When you feel like how that feels, it's like, a, you know how you said you got the best night number? Right. Okay. When you climax, literally, it feels like, and I was right hand to God, it feels like you done out of your mouth, and your ears, your eyes, your dick, your age, your whole body feels like it's climax. And like, I literally shook like a bitch. So, it's not something that just happens and you ain't gonna know. You gonna fully know. Like, and then, like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it looks weird. Because when I first saw it on the flick, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I said, this ain't some real shit. They don't put some lotion in their ass and trying to act like they whatever. But then when I looked more into it and then they asked for that, I said, oh, that's the best feeling ever. I shit you not. If I could bottle that shit and sell it, who? He's talking about. I, never again. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, mm -mm, I just, uh, maybe I have, like, I have got moments where they was doing it so good, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I'm, I, like, it's, I, it's, especially, and God rest his soul, Sharon, he was the best ass eater. And, matter of fact, that's what, one thing that he did for hours and hours. 
and hours. Ate that ass. And I, when I tell you, I was shaking. He was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm like, what the hell he doing down there? That make me shake and make me want to this. Like, I feel like I was, my, my, my body was floating to another dimension. And maybe I, I might have cream, but like I said, they have never, my ex said, I have done it. And he never told me. And I said, that's a good thing. A very, very good thing because I will, I promise you I will stop because I think that stuff is nasty. I think this is, uh, your best friend was right. It's a discharge to me because I was like, you know, ain't no dick supposed to be up your ass anyway. So when you do do that, that's supposed to be helping your shit come out. And I was like, mm -mm, I was always taught when you go into my pastors, you don't come out muddy. And I'm thinking that you come out muddy when that happens. Oh, no. I never see. I think some people who that cream doesn't like discharging. I wonder, but it just depends. Well, I ain't gonna say I've never had to look at my own. But I just know when it happens, and then you know, hit the shower, clean up, whatever. But I guess because it, it is something to see. But then when this actually happened, child, you'd be shocked the reaction that you get. Right. It may some new that turn you on. You you never know. Cause I'm telling you, like, the prostate in your ass, like, literally, if, I always say, if I could find a way to, like, finger myself and get that, I probably would never talk to a nigga again. I could just have sex with myself all day. Well, that's why they've been in toys. That's why they got, let me tell you, a good toy. I'm mad, I, and I wonder if this company's still around, is the rabbit. When I tell you the rabbit, it does something. Them little ears, how, especially the one, what is called, um... But it's called a skipper or whatever. It curves up and then the ears to this point, this point that you're like the end of your butt cheeks just a little bit and you curve it up in. I'm gonna have to look that up. When I tell you the rat, oh my god, the rabbit. I don't know the company that I know. I heard the company gonna redo something like that. Some company trying to rep um rep replicate how the rabbit was. When I tell you when I had my rabbit, oh my goodness, it was. It gave me that or like it gave me that. That that orgasm that you said, like cream orgasm, it gave me it. Oh my goodness, when I tell you, whew, you ain't gonna need no nobody. You ain't gonna need nobody, cause that thing, this does magic. That magic, it does magic. This does magic. I haven't, and I had. Well, no, nah, I. Damn, did I have no, nah, no. Nah. When the last time I been out of it before my my little dog broke it, but I mean yeah broke it. He found it and was playing with it. I don't know how he got a hold to it and broke it. That was two thousand sixteen, sixteen, fifteen. Yeah, I was so mad, but that was the best thing rolling. Best thing. Uh, I'll tell you a good time. Toys is a good time, period, because my one ex, he had a double-sided dildo, and I never knew, like, he used to, that's how he used to, I used to call my eyes loose to me up. One day, he said, open your eyes, I want to show you something. I said, what the hell is that? He said, it's this side, I want to, we want to, I want to try something with you. When I tell you, you put the other side, of the, you put one side of my ass, the other side in his ass, and we was already in a, like, sitting up position, I said, what the, that was, now, he was the one, and he was a Leo. 
we love we when we love we loved hard and when we had sex we had sex hard. I said, Oh my goodness. I said I think I found somebody with my freakiness. But then I then again Well John was I didn't say his name out loud. Uh, um yeah, his name is yeah, I'll say John's name out loud. Anyway, so John he was a little older and he me and him being Scorpios, we already our freakiness went to another level as okay, let's do this, let's do that. We never did toys, but I'm gonna call now I can use his initial MD. We used toys and that was some that was so fun. I ain't gonna lie, but that what that dope side dildo had me. I said, What in the hell? What is this? And why like and like why I feel like we scissoring, even though yeah, that is we did scissor. Yeah, that's what that call. I didn't that's, that. That's, that's one of the things I've never done, man. <sighs> Woo! I'm talking, that's the tool. But next relationship you get, I hope you get somebody that like toys, that like to explore sexual things. When I tell you, um, exploring toys with him with something, then doing um the real karma sutra act um, positions, some positions we knew that we couldn't do but others that we did we did um do and get you on a climax to be like, oh my goodness, I I ain't never felt oh Woo It is wonderful. But you got time, you still twenty six, you still got I got to tell people, you said that when you hit 30, it's going to feel like a, oh my, like your world going to change. But then after that, once you turn 31, it's going to be like, okay, now I need, I mean, I need to get myself together and all that. Now we want this one person. Now I do want to explore my sexual, more of my sexual experience because I didn't really do much in my 20s with the one person. Cause that's like I am now, like me being paralyzed there. That I want to explore stuff. Well, I want. Well, I said yesterday when I do decide to put myself back out there with one person, and you want to try some things. Oh, but do some things. It's probably this in my lips. So relationship wise, so how many? So. Well, that guy was sexual partner. So, how many sexual partners have you had? How you just gonna put me on the spot like that? Well, it, it was, was so crazy. I, I can tell you how many I had, but I can tell you how many I had is less than a thousand. Psych, let me stop playing. You're so crazy. <laughs> it's um, less. Mine's less oh, than a hundred. Ain't gonna lie, mine's is at at a hundred. Oh no, I ain't left out. Uh oh. I used to keep a film with different notches on it for everybody I smashed and I had initials on it, just a notch on my belt type of funny thing. <laughs> um, so last time I checked that belt, it had 44 notches on it. See, that ain't bad at all. That ain't bad. See, that, they, they ain't bad at all. Now, some of the um, notches on there, I didn't know their initials. So I had just put a question mark on a few more. Okay. I was like, you know what? It's just a time. It's a mission. Right. So, so when you, so, when looking for a partner, well, no, hold, let's go with that because, so would you be, if a trans man would come to you to say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Will you talk to a trans man? I'll try anything once. 
Okay, okay. So when looking for a partner, I'm saying almost anything was. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said almost anything was. Well, yeah. I mean, that go with that because that's that, that's like me. That was that that's like me. Like I said, I did it to all all factors of trans. The only thing I have not did it to yet is a, a stud a stud yet. I, I would get them the time of day. It's just more so. To me, it's not about the looks and all that stuff. Um, it's just really about doing what we miss and do our personalities work, what you got going for yourself now in terms of like money, but like, do you have some type of get up and go some type of hustle about yourself? Do you take pride in yourself? If I'm depressed, do you know how to uplift me type of thing? Like, I just look into other stuff. Like, keep right. wrapped up into the physical stuff, but it's like literally. If you dating this person and you just based it off the loops and they define this person and just say randomly one day y'all house catches on fire and they face gets burned. So y'all whole relationship now is basically done because you based it off of looks. As to where if you base it off of something a little bit more meaningful, they basically get burned. You may not give a fuck, you still with them type of thing. Like Right. So that leads I, so that leads me so when looking for a partner or somebody trying to well, look for a partner, what do you look for? Personality, just grinding, hustle. Like, it's not, I can't put like an actual name on it, but it's just certain qualities that I need them to have. Like, I have to sit back and watch the person for a good bit. I'm like, So you got a 50-50 person. I got you a 50. That's called a 50-50 thing. Wherever I like at, and my weak, my my weakness should be a strongness, and your weakness should be a strong point. So I got you 50-50. That's called 50-50 thing. I got right. you. I got you. Honestly, we both can be weak at some. Cause prime example, which I stated. But um, so when the shit was going left yesterday, I, I like to handle things. Could possibly get me and some people arrested. So he was like, "No, don't handle it like that. Um, you'll get more respect if you handle the X, Y, Z, da 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 da, and voice your opinions and concerns like this." So I handled it his way. Granted, it's not my nigga. So how, what's the biggest age gap that you have dated or talked to? Um, I would say 
The oldest person I can recollect talking to as of right now is right now they're in their late fifties. So I started talking to them when I was like nineteen. So I say probably forty forty five would be the oldest. But now they're like fifty something, so but at the time as far as like talking to forty five. You like me, because I have all my Oh my, the young see the youngest I dated, dated, and I only tried him just because she was like maybe a year old, younger than me. But between age gaps, the youngest, the youngest age gap was, let's see, I always more more. MD is what we got a five, yeah, five year age gap, yeah, because you should be no. Three years age gap. You should be three. But the biggest age gap being no, Tim be the biggest age gap and he his he in his early sixties, so that's like twenty No, that's like they're almost to thirty plus years older than me. That would yeah, Tim. Something like that. Like you need to have live my life at least twice. He said live my life at least twice to give me some so that bring up the whole people think when you get older that you got some type of daddy issues or like male like you didn't have a, like a male role model in your life and you looking for them to like step in and try to be that. Do you think that like do you? I hate that. I hate that when they say that because I told them I said no. I just got some life experience that I might. I mean. I might have, I might have person. I mean, I might want to learn personally, but then again, that you don't like somebody my age is not speaking that life experience. That's true. Um, also, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, people they'll like say, "Oh, such and such has daddy issues," and I'm like, "Maybe I do, possibly." Um. And they could say psychologically, maybe that's where it comes from. But also, I like to say on the flip side of things, I want to talk to somebody who can kind of guide me through some stuff. And somebody my age really can't tell me shit because either we've been through the same amount of stuff or you've been through it, in my opinion. But somebody who's older, you probably done been through this. You, you had more time to experience this thing we call life as versus me. So yeah, I probably would have liked to, because I, I did grow up without my dad. Like, I didn't meet my dad until I was like 18 at graduation. So, some experiences this grown-ass man can give me that my daddy never did. So, it may seem fucked up and people, oh, you had daddy issues or whatever. It may be that, but as long as, like, mentally, physically, and spiritually, I'm good, I don't think that matters. Maybe that yeah. happened to lead me to this person to get to this particular journey and so right because no daddy issues same people like to throw that around too much like everybody has some type of issue by this person right i mm -mm, that's never i could tell i told somebody i was like i've never been issued like my dad was in my life even though it's part time it's never been that it's the fact that like the way i talk the way i move y'all call me like they're like oh my goodness you like an old man you don't really do this and do that or whatever you move like old me, like you move like an old man. I was like, well, that's how I, that's who I, I said that's who I am when it comes to stuff. That's why 
when I do that order, it's like they, I mean, they, like, they, they told me, like, I meet my match because you, like, how are you so young? Well, you so old, like I am. Like, you so old, like, old in age, like I am in mentality. I said, this is the way I was, I was, I said, don't get me wrong, I clung on to the older people in my family, even when I got introduced to my first gay fathers. My first gay fathers were in their 70s. And they were schooling me like, uh-uh, this is how black gay men are supposed to act. This is, this is what you, uh, what, this is, I'm going to lay out a foundation for you. And when you grow up, that you're going to have a plethora of opportunities. But at the same time, that you ain't going to be nobody's fool out here in the streets. And I think, like I said, I thank God for them that I learned. Like I said, I, I learned a lot from them before they passed away. They both passed away at 80. In their bed, in their bedroom, and how my gay brother said how they um, passed away was that one, one when one woke up, one found the other one dead, and he cried and went back to sleep and cried himself dead to sleep. I said, "What?" They said, "Yeah, cried himself dead to sleep." Because when the um people came, when um I forgot who came over. I think one of their nieces came over and was knocking the door. They didn't answer the door, so she knew where the spare key at. And when found them. They won. They won. They was holding each other, and and they both didn't wake up. They both didn't wake up. And the um, EMT said that one was like one um of the man's face was. He had tears in his face, still. And I was so I was sad. I was so sad. I was so sad. But they taught me. They 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 taught me a lot. About this lifestyle of being a black gay man, it's like as a black gay man, you're gonna go through some stuff and you're gonna have to learn some stuff. All we're gonna do is teach you, but it's gonna be you and life experience that walk hand in hand in your life and how you go about some things. All right. Oh. And I was like, awesome. right, I was like, well, that's why, and that's why. I can get with somebody older where I can like, let's talk about some so some deep so let's talk about some positive. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about cause I'm an old man myself in this young body. And then besides like all the people they have to put me up on some like when I have a conversation with somebody or they'll be telling me about investing in stocks and bonds. And then when you talk to somebody your age, they just want to stock you and put you in bondage. So it's like, it's not the same, y'all. Right, exactly. I say, exactly. Just like, um, oh my goodness, what's, what's that boy's name? That What's that little boy's name? I'm thinking of, um, cause I do my little, um, counsel on the side about mental health, relationships, and sex also. Um, it was this boy that came to me that says, Quincy, um, I got a boy from me, and we're not on the same, like, mental level and all that. I said, well, how old is he? He's only, he's about, he, what? He's only a month older than me and all that. I said, see, that's right there. I said, both of y'all are two, and I had to break with them together, talking about y'all both, two both grown boys, and y'all at the same maturity level, which I said, that's perfectly fine. If I said, if I could rewind back, Time, I said, run back time. I said, I will start it. I said, I will start talking. I said, I will start talking to somebody my age just to see, like, our boy mindset is and grow like that. I said, y'all two can grow with each other and all that. Y'all just got to do all that. 
Um, and one boy, and they both asked, like, is it better to date older? I was like, well, it is better to date older, because I ain't going to lie. It is, because I'm an advocate of that. But at the same time, I said, y'all two are in a relationship already. So I said, why not go for each other? And what y'all doing now? I said, there's some things that one of y'all probably going to be a little mature than the other. But I said, but eventually, that will lead to each other being of each other's matureness and how like things run in your life and everything. It's like, oh, thank you. It was like, you know what? You should be somebody gay father. I said, oh, no, baby. Pay that, baby. I said, I can't have no gay kids. I said, I wouldn't have cussed and whoops. I said, whoops, mask. Because I said, these, I said, y'all young gays these days. Y'all young gays these days. I said, I ain't that old. I said, I am part of the millennial crowd. But I said, but some things I feel that me as being older, I ain't gonna say I'm that old, but me as somebody's elder hasn't passed. I was like, if I haven't passed on the fact that I need to have something about yourself or get some get up, then that's a problem. I said, that's a problem now because some of y'all are talking about, oh, I'm just gonna like the $40 sex or I'm gonna have sex for money or let them be generous. What the generous? I ain't paying for no damn sex. I'd rather use my, I'd rather use my right hand. And that's what I got porn for. If I have not told you, because that's the one thing that I was taught as a gay. When you say you were gay, you had a you had something going for yourself, and you didn't depend on you didn't depend on nobody but yourself. You had friends, but when it comes to like I mean financial or having your uh, something for yourself, that was all you. And now these days, it's like what you don't have a you don't have a job. You don't have what you. And you looking like, oh my goodness. I go, oh my goodness. Right. That just made the whole community look bad. I, I ain't going to say the whole community. What, what's, I said, what's going on? And then, um, what's another young thing? The generous thing. The whole not having nothing for yourself. Not having a job. The whole not wanting the education. Not wanting doing better for yourself. I go, oh my, this is, mm-mm. I was like, you don't want to go back to high school, but get your GED and try to like do a little something. Oh no, that's just is so bad. Uh uh-uh. uh, I never said part. I know some of them that dropped out, and it's like they ain't never go back to try and attempt something. But now they're angry at the world and feel like other people owe them something, and they get everybody with a high diploma, or GED. But it's like, baby girl, you did this to yourself. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't, I hate the attitude of, uh, of the world owe me this and world, the world don't owe you nothing. You know, with the the only thing the world owe you, criticism. That's the only thing the world owe you, criticism. To criticize you for what you have not done. And all your mistakes and all that bad mistakes that you done. That was, that was talking to me. The world don't owe you nothing but criticism. Criticism. And mistakes. You got to tell the world, like, hey, I'm here. Look at me. Um, I'm doing well. I'm out here. I'm out here making the best thing I can. And bam. A lot of people don't look at it. They don't. They, they just want to be out here steady so I can. And I'm supposed to get them somewhere. And, right. And then the yeah. whole... Oh, especially the whole, I, and, I, and I'm and i so mad that some like me and somebody 
on somebody's um social media page got an argument over them talking about say first of all i was like what you see on social media is not what you see in real life and i said i know i have seen this person personally in chicago and i was like i'm not gonna talk about this influencer he um bad whatever but i said but his thing ain't right. I said, what you see and everything. I said, uh, it's just a, a, a persona. And what he actually out here doing is this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And he was like, well, don't you say that. And you just mad because of, I said, first of all, when you laying in somebody's house on a blow-up mattress. Got all the clothes in the world. Got all this. But you don't got nothing for yourself. Okay. And not having, I said, okay. But you like and respect this. I said, okay. Okay. Delusional. With that, I know everybody has their own struggles and their things. So I don't take away. It's just all about that person. Like, you know, I was doing with my pre-orders, like, you could, the dollar went to charity. So I had a lot of people come to me like I was trying to run some type of scam and trying to make it look like it was something else. But I said, now, y'all, and this is just being real and blunt, like I don't care if this sounds ugly. If I was going to give to a certain particular type of charity, if I had to say it, then yes, it may have been a scam. But when it comes to somebody being homeless or like helping certain youth and stuff like that with community, this has a special place in my heart, so I'm looking out for them. Certain charities and stuff, I feel like it's just up for... Uh, like a money grab, but me, myself, personally, that wasn't what I was doing. So when they said that, it pissed me off because I was like, one bitch, this one dollar that you didn't donate, by the time that dollar actually makes it to my account, if I was going to steal some money, it's 50 cents. I don't even get a fourth dollar. So what am I stealing 40 cents from you, girl? Like, what? if I wanted to run a scam for charity, I would have said, okay, y'all, the, the album is $10. If I go get a copy, we give it to the homeless. That would have been a scam. But me asking you for a dollar, girl, that's that's no. And then I also think you could have donated clothes, but that's what people, people buy into what they want to buy into. Like, I feel like if I actually was running the scam, people would have been on my side. But the minute you try and do something and you're not glamorized, oh, uh-uh, it's, people got so much to say. Yes. So, yes, 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 yes. That's what the one boy was saying. Like, oh, he saw, I said, no, no, no. I was like, I'm not saying nothing bad about him because I said, he a good person. I was like, I, I said, I actually met him because the, the influence was like, oh, Quincy, you on here? Oh, my goodness. I'm surprised. I said, like, why are you arguing with him? I'm just saying how he talking about how your lifestyle is and everything. He was like, only, he's like, you must don't know me. He's just a fan. I said, exactly, just a fan. Just a fan that don't know. Cause that's why I said I ain't never. This, I have never publicly spoke ill about anybody because it's like, what do you get out of this? Right. Like so, you just let them people. Not even necessarily publicly spoke ill. It's just like I ain't worried about the next person in that aspect. Like, mm-hmm. but people will paint certain things, but like the get the truth of the matter about certain stuff. You will say yes, right. So let me stop. Quincy, thank you so much for having me on. Um, everybody can make sure y'all go follow me on Instagram at Kodak Ken Official and the Real Kodak Ken. Follow me on Twitter at the Kodak Ken. 
And pretty much everything is um, Kodak Ken. So, y'all, make sure y'all look me up and check out my new EP, Fallen Angel. It's available on all platforms. There's Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, Deezer, Pandora. Any platform you can think of, just type in Kodak Ken, Fallen Angel. And it's popping right up. Make sure y'all check it out and support. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kodak Ken, once again for being on the show. Please support your people. My people are brown, black, gay, straight, whoever. I mean, whoever vibes with me, I'm going with them. So go support Kodak Ken. And all right, people, until next time, you know the saying, if nobody told you today that they love you, just know I love you. And you have a purpose here with a capital H, not E, not R, not E. Until next time, guys, I holla.